Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Today on Holy Smokes Catholic Review, I will review the gospel for the 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Also, the guy should be here. Perhaps we'll have a game, cigar review. Uh, Also, maybe, just maybe, a visit with Father Jimmy Marshall. Okay, so I'm going to get into the gospel here in just a little bit. But first, if you'll indulge me. Last week, I played a a little blues piece from Howlin' Wolf. So a friend of mine was asking me about it. Uh, It's Howlin' Wolf uh, and his version of Little Red Rooster, which is taken from the London Howlin' Wolf Sessions. So uh, Clapton is on this album. He plays guitar. I think Steve Winwood is uh, part of the the crew. Uh, Charlie Watts from the Stones playing drums and a host of other big British names uh, British rock and uh, blues names. So uh, this goes way back. You know, Howlin' Wolf was one of the big names in blues, right up there with Muddy Waters and B.B. King, you know. So it uh, goes way back. And what I'm going to play for you first uh, is Howlin' Wolf teaching Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood and the others how to play the tune. And then uh, then comes the final product. So I'll play it portion of each okay now i'm doing this and i ask you to indulge me because it's just some of my favorite music one of my favorite albums and i just i've always treasured this tune so much and especially this version of it this is howlin wolf uh, and little red rooster and again howlin wolf teaching the guys how to play the tune it's amazing check it out yeah, you see my little red rooster Home. Listen to that voice, boy. Let's show you how it goes. You know about how you and Hubert. Okay, let's try. But uh, I doubt if I can do it without you. Oh, playing. man, come on. You ain't got nothing to do with the count off and uh, change on, and, and you know, when you say one. It's a lifetime of lucky strikes and whiskey. Three. Four, you change. And you see, he drops in when you say, when you say, you say boom. Tell me this isn't the coolest. Always stop at the top, see? Don't stop up here, see? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on it. All right, so that's Helen Wolf, the London Sessions. Now, here is the finished product. Check it out. It's amazing. again Howlin' Wolf and the London Sessions with Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood and a host of others so thanks for indulging me hope you enjoyed that okay so it's gospel time okay so our gospel is taken from the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time uh, but to begin 
just to mention, you know, last Sunday, the 26th Sunday, uh, Jesus spoke again in parables then, um, and um, the parable of the two sons. Uh, so uh, the parable was directed, and I'm not going to read it. If you want to read it, it was from the 26th Sunday, um, and uh, Jesus directed it right at the chief priest and the elders of the people. And um, Jesus, at the end of it, after he spoke the parable, said to them, prostitutes and tax collectors are entering heaven before you. Yeah, ouch. That's one of those ouches from the Lord. Okay, so this Sunday, the 27th Sunday, this past Sunday, Jesus again directs the parable towards the uh, chief priest and the elders of the people who were, by the way, God entrusted the people, his holy people, to the chief priest and the elders. Okay, they were the leaders, the religious leaders, okay? So their their spiritual lives were, they were to shepherd the people of Israel, okay? But apparently they failed miserably, and our Lord was critical. Uh, so let me, before I get into it, let me just mention too that it was, well, not only the 27th Sunday, but also the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, okay? Every October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Um, now, Francis uh, was a peace-loving, peace-seeking Christian man. You know, this guy wouldn't hurt a fly, really. But Francis was quick, very quick, to defend the truth whenever the truth was challenged. Okay, in the face of erroneous teaching, uh, Francis was not one to, you know, just go along to get along, uh, like so many people today, let's just go along to get along. Okay. And then we watch the you know, world burn down around us, sinking in mortal sin. All right. Any case. So Francis spoke the truth and he knew, by the way, that the way to peace was by way of keeping the law of the Lord, uh, seeking the Lord's will, carrying out the Lord's will, okay, uh, keeping, adhering to, living by, according to the revealed truth, okay? So that was Francis, and he was never shy to defend the uh, truth, the teachings of uh, Jesus Christ and his church, okay? Now, uh, in the parable through the gospel text, um, let me just say this. Okay, we have this parable of... Uh, the um the landowner and then the servants and the servants okay the tenants that would be who the religious leaders of the people the israelite people the chief priest and the elders the servants okay i see this as the prophets okay and then of course the son in the story uh and of course the tenants say ooh there's the son let's kill him he's the heir okay who would that be that's jesus christ okay All right, so um, again, through this text, uh, let me focus on the, the servants, okay? The prophets. It's a lesson about the prophets. How were the prophets of old treated? Well, I'll tell you, they were rejected and mistreated is how they were treated. And why? You ask, why were they treated? What was their mission? Their mission was to teach the truth so as to lead the people to a good place. Now, many people don't want to hear the truth. Not now, not then. So the truth was often rejected. Again, the prophets came with the truth, okay, to to help with that truth, the revealed truth, God-given, God-dictated, okay? So to help lead the people to a good place. But again, just like, Today, there's many people who then didn't want to hear the truth, uh, didn't want to be guided by that truth or live by that truth. Maybe the truth is just too demanding. Well, you know, if God is the truth and he is, then God is too demanding, I guess. So, you know, let's reject the prophets, I suppose. So, yeah, they were rejected and mistreated. And, um, you know, and that's the other thing, too. Rather than, this is what people do who do not want to live by the truth or be guided by it. What's the easiest thing to do rather than be converted and then, you know, uh, adhere to and follow the truth? It's easier to silence the, the or attempt to anyway, silence the truth by silencing the truth speaker or the revealer of the truth. 
Okay, so this is what they did to the the uh, the prophets of old, which then leads to the person of Jesus Christ. Okay, now let me say this: God is truth, and God revealed His truth, and God revealed the fullness of His truth through a person, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is God. And if God is the truth, this means that Jesus is in fact truth. He is the fullness of truth. All right. And he was, well, look what happened to him for crying out loud. He was rejected and mistreated and threatened and uh, put to death on a cross. All right. Just look at the person on the cross. Uh, Who is it? It's Jesus. And why was he canceled? Because he spoke truth and he is the truth. But by the way, those who killed him, could they kill the truth? No. And they could only put to death for a few days the one who is the truth himself and the speaker, the fullness of the revelation of truth. All right. Uh, By the way, you know, his first instruction, think about this, what was, and it piggybacked on with, uh, you know, John's uh, teaching on the banks of the Jordan. What did he preach? Repentance. And so when Jesus was baptized by John, he began his public ministry. What was his first instruction? He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel is the truth. All right. Uh, And even to this day, Jesus is rejected by many because many don't want to hear The truth, they don't want to repent. They don't want to believe in the gospel. Again, it's a rejection of truth. And since Jesus now, uh, you know, since he uh, speaks through his church, uh, the church is the keeper and the teacher of the truth. The church is hated and rejected and mistreated. Okay. And by the way, people, if you're a Catholic and you think that the church, oh, you know, it's the United States, you know, that would never happen here. Guess again. It could happen very easily. Uh, Let me say this, by the way, too, that uh, Jesus, and he mentions, you know, the cornerstone. Well, he is that cornerstone, not just of the church, but of every people and nation. And uh, if we attempt, or, or if when we attempt to remove the cornerstone, as so many are attempting to do, okay, the whole edifice collapses. If we continue to reject the truth, the divine truth, reject Jesus Humanity will certainly face collapse. And, you know, by the way, this is what we're doing, right? Take Jesus out of our courtrooms, take him out of our public places, uh, eat out of our schools, courtrooms, uh, even out of some churches. Uh, he used to be in the mall at Christmas time, and that's no more. OK, so um, but we you know, and you wonder why the country is in the shape it's in, why our world is in the shape it's in. It's because the world is rejecting its truth. And I, I mentioned again, Francis knew that the only place or the only way to uh, arrive at that at that good place, that peace, you know, that we so desire is by way of keeping the truth and living by it and being converted by it and, uh, uh, you know, God's will, right? And living by his law. Okay, so he understood this. Um, and uh, I just want to mention, too, uh, you know, this um, thing with Amy Coney Barrett. She's She's been nominated for the uh, Supreme Court justice. And uh, somebody said quite Uh, Critically, well, somebody asked the question about her um, being uh, influenced by her Catholic faith. And there was an expression of fear that uh, she would bring her Catholic beliefs into her decision making. Uh, But she needs to be she needs to be uh, guided by the laws of the land. Well, I got news for you. The laws of the United States of America were built on a foundation of scripture. Okay. The, the laws, God's laws, the foundation, our American law was built on the foundation of God's sovereign law. Hello. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So just such nonsense, but any case, you know, Hey friends, uh, the truth, the revealed truth. Okay. And, uh, you know what it's, we, we are the church. We are the keepers. We are the safeguarders of this truth. Okay. And we must in season and out of season. By the way, you know what Jesus said about this, right? Uh, Blessed are you when you're uh, persecuted uh, because of me. And he is the truth. Uh, He said, it's a sign that my spirit has come down to rest on you. He said, rejoice and be glad when you are persecuted for my namesake. 
There you have it. That's the gospel for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Tony Willemitis. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it? Where's the applause? Where's the applause button? <laughs> you want some applause? I'll throw it <laughs> yeah, in for you. Need some applause. All right. There it is. Okay. All right. <coughs> well, can here we are. Can you see me? Can you see me? Yeah, I can the... tell, yeah, I can see you. I can hear you. That's all I, I don't need to see you. You know, no, um, you don't want to see me. That's right. They say, what is it? What's that phrase? You have a face for radio. <laughs> Thank you. I'll bet you've heard that a few times. Yeah. You were a DJ. Yeah. So you probably heard that a few times. I used to hear that from people when I worked on the Catholic uh, radio station here. The Archbishops are. Mm-hmm. I was even, I wasn't even on the microphone. That was even like doubly insulting. Because I was like in the box working the controls. I was the producer for the Archbishop's Hour when it first started. Really? Yeah. And uh, so people couldn't even hear me. So you have a face for producing. I have a face for radio production. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I have to sip my coffee. Okay. Yeah. Sip your coffee. Sip my coffee. As it were. Where's Will? Uh, He's... um, you know, he is—he's uh, probably late from for because of his new job. <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> what is it? Think, think hard. He works for uh, Annie's Antibacterials, <laughs> and um, I hear that um, that he actually uh, he gets called out on number of house calls and business calls and so forth. And what he does is he comes in with his equipment. And his uh, and his whole job is to just wipe down doorknobs. That's a, that's a great career. <laughs> so it, because that's where most of the contact happens <laughs> is, you know, with all of your germs and everything. And during this very sensitive time of viruses and things, contagions, somebody's got to be wiping down the wiping down the knobs. Yeah, he's good at wiping down the doorknobs. He's good at it. It's right up his anyway, alley, man. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And so that's his whole job. He uh, he uses those um, those wipes, those wet wipes. Yeah, The sure. antibacterial wet wipes. Sure. Annie's, yeah. Annie's antibacterials. And, you know, her business is booming. <laughs> you can imagine. Oh, you can imagine. Ah. Right? Sheesh. I tell you. Everybody's calling. Yeah, high demand. Needing somebody to come and wipe down the doorknobs. High demand, dude. Yeah. And there's a lot of doorknobs. No, you wouldn't think about like that. just hey, right now. If no, you're listening, hold on. You know what? Not just doorknobs, but like car car uh, car handles. handles. Yeah. Oh, he'll he'll work a parking lot. Jeez, that dude's fast though. I mean, like he can get a parking lot done in no time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you know the equivalent of going around and sticking business cards under, which I think he also does. Actually, he sticks business cards under the windshield wiper. He wipes the, all the handles down, and then he. Puts the business cards, you know? Does he wipe down the wipers? Um, well, I don't know that that would be necessary. <laughs> Annie's antibacterials. And so um, I was just going to say, like, if you're listening to this podcast, imagine, like, look around your house. How many no. doorknobs are there? Count them up. Have your kids go count up all the doorknobs in the house. I'll bet you've never literally done that in your life. What's that? Go doorknobs? do it right now. Go check. Go count all the doorknobs. Remember, there's two per door. So yeah. one on this side, one on that side. Yeah. Now, so, and know, that, that adds up, man. Listen, I know we've talked about this on this podcast before, but, uh, on 2020 that remember that, you know, that show 2020 that's yeah. on ABC. So they did this, this one program where they went with the swabs and they tested, yeah. uh, like hotel rooms. And I saw that episode. Yeah. My and, dad showed it. My dad made, he was so enamored. He's like, kids, 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 come here. What you gotta watch. Usually he didn't want us, you know, he wasn't inviting us to watch TV, but like, this was the one time he's like, you got, you yeah. guys have to see this. Come in, come in. But I phone that. phones are the worst oh. and doorknobs. And you know what the cleanest toilet seats, yeah. Public toilet seats because people are, you know, cleaning like, them uh, and washing them. And yeah. Cause they're, uh, people are using the, the gasket. Right, the gasket. The gasket. That's what we talked about, the yeah. gasket. Yeah, but put the, some form of like toilet paper or one of those paper gaskets down on the seat. Doorknobs are the worst. And you know what I bet is just as bad, you know, when you pump the gas? Yeah, I've seen people using protective gloves and stuff. I, I, I figure that the gas, you know, the gas probably kills most of it. That's my, well, that's the my sun, theory. If the pump is in the sun, the sun yeah. kills it. You yeah, know, not but, to mention. But still, right? Yeah, I just, I splash a little, I spend a few extra cents at the pump. Just splash and I just gas. splash a few, yeah, splash yeah. a little bit of gasoline on my hands yeah, and rub just it. Don't, just don't light a cigarette afterwards. That would Clean not it up, let it evaporate. 
Yeah, that's what they say. Don't be smoking while you're filling your gas tank. No, it's bad news. And they, in fact, they even say your cell phone actually can sometimes carry a charge, and that can. Yeah. You know. So I've heard, and I think that's also why you're not supposed to leave your car running. Like technically, it's it would be okay mm-hmm. if you if you had your car running and mm-hmm. filled your gas tank up. But I know some people have to do that actually because. But see, that's because the their car won't start if they if they turn right. it off. But but your car is eating gas while you're putting gas that in that too. But then see, also there's problem. electronics in there and there's electrical equipment and something right. could spark. Right. Well, anyway, thank, yeah. thankfully Annie's antibacterials are out there, and Will is uh, helping protect against the contagions of the world one now, doorknob he, at a he time. He told me he would be here. And oh yeah, he's not he's, even. Here. He's coming. He might be filling out applications for a new job or something. Yeah, because you know how he yeah. is. He gets around. Yeah, gets around, bro. Yeah, in the but he's making money. You know, here we are. We're sitting here on this podcast. We're not making money right now. He's out there. He's out there wiping down somebody's doorknob and making fifty cents. Yeah. Hey, so it's uh, October fifth today. It, it was is. ninety degrees. Happy October. Yeah, it's hot, man. This is talk about a uh, late summer. Yeah, ninety degrees. Late summer. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term Indian summer? Yeah. Yeah, it was a term we used in the Midwest. I looked it up. It's not racist or anything, mm-hmm. just in case people are wondering. Thank you. Um, but it kind of re- it relates to something along the lines of this is when like explorers discovered that Native Americans were pulling in their crops, so they mm-hmm. kind of gave it that term. Um, another theory, yeah, I can't remember the other theories, honestly. There was a couple other theories, but it had to do with the life of the Native Americans and around this time of year. So this is, and it, and it kind of does refer to a little bit of a prolonged summer, right? The, but that's, this, but that's this is New insane. Mexico. This no, is like, no, no, this is New Mexico. You think? This is New Mexico. It finally cools off like the week of balloon fiesta. Is that what no, you're saying? Well, because it's going to well, cool off next week. N- the nights cool off. It's been getting cooler at night. Days are warm. Days are but still I, warm. I remember being a kid when we were out playing at Thanksgiving at, in our t-shirts. Yeah, well, that is New Mexico. It's almost like Hawaii insofar as you can have like Christmas Day and be completely nice in your shorts and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But then you never know. It's unpredictable. Yeah. Well, usually what you, can, what you can do is you can go skiing like on Christmas Day and even Thanksgiving Day, typically. I don't know if we will this year. Um, looks like that that jet stream that's supposed to come in La Nina is going to give us warm mm-hmm. weather, but then there is going to be nice skiing and snow up in the northern half of the United States. So, just word to the skiers out there: you might want to head north for your fix. Right, but, but you um, know what? You know what's cool here is I can be playing golf, and at the at the same time you are up in the mountain yeah. that I can see while I'm playing golf. You were yeah. skiing. Yep. So you're 40 minutes from me skiing, yeah. and I'm playing golf. Absolutely. And then when I get done skiing, I can come down and join you playing golf. And there you go. Join you for the back nine. That's right. That's it, man. That's I tell you, I really do love New Mexico for that. It's so diverse, so many different outdoor sports you can participate in, and you can find different climates and weather. And you drive around the state, and it's all kinds of um, you know different diverse terrains. It's really a hidden gem, in my opinion. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always have. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, what else is going on? What kind of uh, world events are going on that we? Uh, that, oh, hey, big news. What? And is, you're a rocker. You're a rock. Yeah. Rock world. Big news. Yeah. Uh, God rest his soul. Eddie Van, Eddie Van Halen died, and yeah. I think that was today, wasn't it? They yeah, sixty-five it years old and throat cancer. Oh man, terrible. I guess he smoked a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Well, that will do it. That comes with, that's the risk of that uh, now, activity. Of course, you know, the guy was just amazing. Now, I was never really a big fan because yeah. I just that bombastic guitar work. Yeah. I'm more like Clapton, you know, right? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. right. Of, you know, thing. Right. Uh, there's yeah. Will. There's Will. There's, Did you hear this Will? Is a Will? I heard Will. This, was, this is a, um, hey, Will. We'll wait for him to get to his microphone. We just got on the topic. We just started. Eddie Van and Halen. We were just died. talking about Eddie Van Halen dying. Eddie Did Van you hear about that? I saw 65 years old. Oh, yeah. man. Broke cancer. Terrible. So, so, Father was saying that he I met never. Him. I met him. I got, a, I got a picture with me and him. Oh, come on. You want me to show you? Yeah. It's on my phone. Show the really? podcast. You should send it around. I got a picture of me and him. Um, so that's pretty cool. How did, because you used to work as a DJ and then you used to host a bunch of bands and or stuff. Or he and I, is it he and I or me and him? I, I don't know. Me and him if it's direct object. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, dude, you're, I had three but if glasses you... of wine earlier. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, if you subject, then it's he and I. 
Yeah. And with object. Anyway, I got a picture with uh, me. Is in, uh, I'm in the picture and he is. Okay. How about that? Will that work? That'll yeah. work. Okay. I'll allow it. That's an indirect object. It's the object of a preposition. Yeah, I don't know. With Dude, as the preposition. So with the re- me and him. Dude, I can't even figure out the tip at the you know, restaurant, okay? <laughs> yeah, <right>. well. <laughs> right. That so. goes without saying. Yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. So Eddie Van, so the Van Halen crew, you were never really into that sound. That kind of that well, sound no, kind of came. I was right when I was growing up. We're a little bit. We're like two. No, but but hold on. I I, I liked. I got to tell you, I liked the Sammy Hagar Van Halen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the David Lee Roth Van Halen, I just well, wasn't my gig. Wow, 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 Panama. Yeah, that, that's that's Hagar, right? Yeah, but that, that, no, no, that's the David Lee. Who, when, when did Roth come in? No, no, Roth was the ori- He's original. Original, and then Hagar came in, and with like fifty one fifty, I guess I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. So, I met Sammy Hagar. Rumors. I met Sammy Hagar, the yeah. nicest guy on the planet. Really? Oh, that's he was cool. so cool. He's so down to earth, regular guy. Cool. That's neat when you can. Yeah, yeah, meet a Loved celebrity him. that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, well, it really is too bad, though. Honestly, I was, I was pretty shocked. I didn't even know that he had cancer. I guess they were kind of keeping it under wraps yeah. a little bit. But the here's the thing: side. like with all these these icons, now this would be like a little before your time, Will. Yeah, because you're even a step down. Like it's father's the oldest, and I'm like what ten years, and then you're another ten years below me. Well, Will's more like Britney Spears, <laughs> Tip, right? Yeah, I do. that's pretty <laughs> funny. No comment. But like, but like, yeah, the celebrities and pop stars and stuff like that affected our generations or yeah. our, our particular how do you say peer group um, would be different from each. To, to one another but yeah like like so the hagar uh van halen was like what i grew up on yeah 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 jump that's no no that jump. was that was that was david lee roth was that was it original yeah, yeah one of the original okay well so i guess i had a little bit of roth and then i yeah. had a little bit of hagar yeah well then roth came back though right didn't yeah he david came, lee roth yeah, came back, re, he came re, back. Re, yeah they, they reconciled and they came back i think in the 90s now oh david God. lee roth in that meantime he had gone to school to learn to be a paramedic hmm no kidding. And actually, you know, did like some paramedic stuff. So. Yeah, worked as a huh. paramedic. He's qualified now. That's pretty cool. So you might be in an accident one day, and there's David Lee Roth <laughs> awesome. tending to your knees. Be like, hey, could you sing that one song real quick? Hey, speaking of David Lee Roth, you can, you can edit this out if it's not relevant, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Speaking of accidents and David Lee Roth, this was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. You can find it on YouTube if you look up David Lee Roth, Van Halen, Jimmy Kimmel. And he does all, you know, he does all those tricks with like the mic stand, and sometimes he'll pull out a sword, and it's like all theatrics and stuff. So he's spinning around this mic stand. On Jimmy Kimmel, it's just doing all these like flips with it and stuff all around his back and over his head, twirling like a baton, and he's doing this this spinning move in front of his face and just reams the end of his nose with the uh, oh no with the mic stand and oh, I mean just I think blood. you and I watched it yeah just totally just snaps oh, and breaks no. his nose blood <laughs> gushing everywhere That's terrible blood gushing everywhere <laughs> you know. <laughs> Will, I've noticed that the more that I've known you and the more that I've known you to be watching these UFC bouts, yeah, yeah. And you've kind of gotten into that sport, yeah. viewing it anyway, Yeah, your stories are getting more grotesque. They are. They are. And you know what? He's, you know, he stays up late watching movies like Blood Diner and Meat <laughs> Cleaver Diner. Massacre. That's not true. Well, he's, no, uh, he's, yeah, concentrating, yeah. he's concentrating on how he might clean it up. Yeah, with no, his, I'm just saying with, at his new David job. Lee Roth. At his well, at your new oh, job, Annie's crime scene, saying, crime scene and, cleanup. You no, work, no, yeah, working for Annie's antibacterials yeah. now. Yeah. You uh, yeah, you right. look at those movies and you're like, I wonder how I would approach that. You yeah, know, that's that exactly scene right. With some some Lysol and that's exactly well uh, bleach. And, and as I as I stated, it's actually more of a. Uh, you know, obviously with, with COVID, the antibacterial game is, is going strong. We've re- recently got into crime scene cleanup. So, boy, Huge. do I have some stories for you after this My podcast. goodness. <laughs> yeah, do yeah. tell. But when Will comes to my house, I hide the dogs and the cats. Why is that? What? Well, because he's into Blood Diner. and uh, you know, Oh, I see. He's, he's, you're afraid he's going to massacre So he them. makes the mess and then he cleans it up, apparently. Yeah. I guess that's what happens. You've got to make, yeah, you got to you know, make sure business is good. He spills the blood and then cleans it up. That's kind of like. Is, this is the weirdest job you guys have given me, I think. What, what is it? Annie's what antibacterial. Right? Annie's antibacterial. Well, he says you're like wiping down doorknobs and <laughs> car <Yeah>. handles. <laughs> One doorknob at a time. Yep. Yeah. You're UV light them. only, though. It's UV light treatment. So he not says, much you, wiping can, going he on says you can knock out an entire parking lot in minutes. Yeah. All the all the door handles on the cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a rare skill. He's they fast. said I'm the uh, fastest uh, wiper in the West. How, so. how are they paying? How well are they paying you this? Uh, it's, it's, it's below minimum right now. <laughs> it's basically just tips hey, only. Yeah. I'm actually. 
any any antibacterials is just it's it's, it's like those guys you see at the uh, intersections. Yeah. At the intersections oh, with, yeah. the, uh, with the uh, spray, spray on gun. Windex yeah, and just, stuff. But we just I have a spray bottle of Lysol and nice. a little uh, little microfiber cloth. And, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You probably have like a little tool belt that are like gun, oh, yeah. gun holsters. Yeah. Exactly. The, exactly. It was where I just keep the Lysol and I you know get tri- I do tricks for tips. Shoot it. Uh, when the light's red. So. But you have a gig. You're you should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Tough times and unprecedented times, so they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay, so uh, so we've already talked about uh, Eddie Van Halen, yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. It's, it is kind of like, so what I was going to, my point I was going to make earlier was that it is kind of like seeing like some of these pop icons that you grew up with beginning to meet their natural end. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like a reminder that, our lives on earth don't last forever. And mm-hmm. uh, these people that kind of like seemed, I don't know, beyond, beyond normal or natural, beyond natural, right? Like right. they seem like these figures you just never imagine not you know, having in the world. And then all of a sudden they start disappearing because, well, well death comes for us all. At well, some right. Point. And they're getting older. There's only one person and, who, by the way, when your great grandkids are still around, there'll be one person still living. Keith Richard. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's probably true. That is a, probably a true statement. <laughs> yeah. That's outstanding. No so, okay. So, um, and then there was something else you were going to mention in the news. I forget what well, it was. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of serious, but you oh, want to get, okay, wanna get yeah. serious? Well, we don't have to. Uh, anything of note, Will, in your world since you've been well, taking I, up your new your yeah. new job? We are gonna we can go into more can, serious topics can, here in a minute. But be, I can be I don't want to be. be serious. You don't want to be serious. Well, I mean, I just want to make sure we cover every lighthearted topic. I got, I got a little quiz thing going on, and yeah, no doubt. And we don't have any Mc. We don't have a McB minute this. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, but this is kind of like the uh, McB minute. It it kind of along the lines. I was actually inspired by the McB minute Uh, to come up with yeah uh, these questions that I, I came up with. Mansfield's malarkey. Yeah, Mansfield's yep. malarkey. I like that, man. Mansfield's hey. malarkey. You're full yeah. of malarkey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, what's new? I mean, went out of town this weekend. You ever talk about that? You did? Did we mention that? No, who went out of yeah, town? Yeah, he so, went out of town. <laughs> I went out of town. I went to fly. Where'd you go? <laughs> I went fishing with a... I went with, fly fishing up in Navajo Dam. Really? Yeah, in the San Juan River, just yeah. below the dam. Beautiful. Yeah. Never been before. Quality waters. Yep. So, That's what they uh, call it. Spanish you have chunk. to you if you you have to catch yeah. a fish a certain size or so you have to throw it back. So what was insane at Quality Waters is, uh, you know, so as you're walking, uh, you know, and of course, you know, that lake expands into Colorado. It's yeah. huge. It's just huge. huge. That's way up there. Tremendous reservoir, and believe me, I know many reservoirs. Hmm. The best reservoirs, tremendous. but tremendous reservoirs. Okay, mm-hmm. frankly, it's the biggest reservoir I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> you didn't do it in your Trump voice though. Yeah, it's it's hard now. Yeah, you have to. It, it, yeah. you can't you can't just. Do it in a moment's notice. You yeah, have to prepare yeah, for prepare it. Prepare and got it. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so I uh, went up there uh, south of uh, Navajo Dam. Never been fly fishing before. I went with a buddy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it was a great time. Kind of trained trained me how to fly fish and do all that. Did you catch anything? Did you catch anything? Yeah, that's what yeah. everybody asks a fisherman. Um, Did you catch anything? Yeah, and you know, and and so in quality waters, as I understand, is. Uh, is all catch and release up there, and then uh, huge trout in that that river. Yeah. Huge. No, I mean, like I was saying. So as you walk in the river, you know, you kick up dirt and stuff like that, and the rocks turn over. So all these, um, you know, kicks up. Sometimes there's bugs under the rocks that are living there to protect mm-hmm. against the fish. Kicks up all this stuff. So as you're walking, the trout will start to follow you. <laughs> there's so many fishermen in the water that they literally just follow you through the river. Mm-hmm. So we, so looking back, well, just reach down and pick one up, and you got your catch. Apparently, yeah. it's illegal from what I was told. <laughs> But uh, but literally, I mean, you turn around, and I no joke. I'll show this. I'll show these off air. There's, there's a picture of just 20, 20 of these like twenty four inch trout just following you. But they're smart as they're smart as can be though, um, because you'll throw your you'll throw your line in there. But you know, you know why they're smart? Because they went to school. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it for me. Anyway, I'll see you right? Guys. Yeah, and that's our show. That's our show. <laughs> so oh, like he's so proud of himself for coming up with that one on the spot. He is. Oh my gosh. So anyway, so that's what I did this weekend. It was fun. It was a good time. Good that's cool. So, you, so the question: Did you catch anything? Yeah. So uh, I caught caught a couple fish. Um, we practiced the catch and release uh, model. What are they? Fishing. What kind of trout? So uh, I only I caught only rainbows. The entire time. The entire time. Rainbow, uh, rainbow trout. What else um, is up no there? No Germans? No German browns? No German browns. So, 
uh, yeah, so a uh, couple, uh, yeah, so my buddy caught a couple of brown brownies. Um, I mean, yeah, they, I'm trying to think, there, there really wasn't a whole lot. There was, you know, a handful of those brownies, most of them were rainbow. Beautiful fish. Uh, and yeah, it was just, it was a blast. Had a good time out there. Spent the weekend fishing away, freezing my tail off in the, uh, yeah. in the waters, but good. it was, it was yeah, great. Have you been fly fishing before? Oh, yes. Really? Yeah, and in fact, when I was the pastor in Chama, uh-huh. uh, my parishioners would take me, because, you know, by 12 noon, you're done with yeah. the work. It's a small little town. Mm-hmm. Parishioners would come by and get me. Let's go fly fishing and right across the street in the Chama River. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. It's, yeah. it's an art, though. It's it's. It's, it's not hard. easy. It's it's an art. It's you know? hard. It's an art form. I mean, the cast. There's there's so much technique. It's like a golf swing, though, right? Yeah. In a lot of ways, you have to lock up your wrist and all this kind of stuff. And what I was being told. Yeah, but, I love it up there, though. Yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. So yeah. Well, New Mexico, like we were saying, New Mexico is so full of diverse landscape and yeah. opportunity for outdoor sport. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's such a hidden gem of a state. Oh, absolutely. Is, you know? And uh, the northern mountains. And I just, you know what I love about this state is the difference between north and south New Mexico, right? So the yeah. south is just so desert and is haunting. And then the north is so alpine and, and green and and mountainous. Yeah, and, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like different climate zones and everything. Absolutely. Not so and much. I love both. Yeah. yeah. I love the desert. Totally. I just love the desert. Well, I used to, I remember when I first came here from Indiana in the Midwest, it's such a different landscape and it took me a full year and a half to really appreciate it. But I remember when I first landed, the people would talk to me, oh, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And people were always very nice, you know, but then they'd be like, you know, ah, oh, isn't the, isn't the desert beautiful? It's just such a beauty in the desert. And I'm like, are you insane? This place looks like Mars. This is terrible. There's no grass. There's no green. This is mm. so ugly. Mm-hmm. And it took me a full, I remember the time, in fact, that it dawned on me, like I'd been away and then. And for, and, and I, well, I'd, I'd, I'd been here for about a year and a half. Then I'd gone on a trip right. and I came back from that trip and I was flying into the airport in Albuquerque and I looked out over the landscape and I was like, ah, oh, I think I kind of get it. Like, this is really beautiful. Yeah. No, but you know, if you drive out like in the early morning out South, go South, mm-hmm. like you're driving towards El Paso, Texas. Okay. And like you're down by Elephant Butte Lake mm-hmm. and the sun's coming up. Okay. Yeah. And the cloud, you can't tell where the earth ends. And the sky begins. Yeah. It's all one. Yeah. That's true. what's amazing to me. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, it really is something special. Well, we were talking about, you know, and I think anybody who's raised up here in the desert, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of take the desert landscape for granted. It's like, oh, it's so dry. There's no, you know, no trees and stuff. And certain, I'm sure that's true for parts of the state, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just such an incredibly diverse landscape. It's inspired so many artists out of here, so much beautiful poetry and stories and stuff like that. So it's pretty, uh, it's honestly, it's pretty remarkable. Um, and, you know, up, up there by, by Navajo Dam, it's uh, it's just this beautiful desert landscape, um, you know, as far as you could see. And then the river, this beautiful strip of Blue River just cuts right through the heart of it. So Yeah, the San amazing. Juan. And isn't, isn't Costilla? Costilla's kind of near there, right? Isn't that where you no. were talking that you like? Uh-uh. It's not at all? But I, I'm going to take you up to Costilla one where, day. Where is Costilla? It's up uh, above Cuesta. It's almost to the Colorado oh, border. Oh, on the Red River side. Okay. And um, th- that place yeah. is, I used to spend uh, weeks at a time in the summer in Costilla up in the canyon. That place is amazing. Oh, it's man. Beautiful. That's sweet. So we'll go camp in there next summer. That'll be fun, man. Be yeah. Time. Okay. Time. All right. So that's that's our tribute to New Mexico. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. No balloons, though. I'm sad. Well, no. they've got they've got a mitigated balloon um, experience this year because they didn't couldn't have thousands and thousands of people visiting the state and yeah. and um, and being close to each other and so forth. They decided to have balloons allow the balloonists to go up in the air so you can. See the balloons in the sky, of course, um, in bigger numbers than we normally get to see, and um, and then they, and then of course they're up, up in the neighborhoods yeah. and stuff. I know they're doing some private events or at least small level events that yeah. people can attend. Well, oh man, it it honestly it punches me in the stomach that balloon fiesta. Yeah, you always you always uh, help. We yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. You always crew. What's called yep. crew. Yep. You help uh, the balloon go up and come down um, every year. Would that yeah. be this week? Yes, yeah, so that would have been this week. And you know, this is like the first time ever we've had perfect days. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, 
perfect day. Every day has been weather, an perf- Yeah, best weather and, ever and, for and, ballooning. You know, one of the weathermen said that. So so just to, I know we have some uh, listeners who are not from New Mexico. So Balloon Fiesta, if you haven't been, we advocate for it every single year. you got to come. Yep. Make a trip down to Albuquerque outside of a pandemic. Get your tickets early, though. Find early. out when it is and make sure it's going to go yes. off because these are weird times. These, oh, man, that, it is. But if, they start, if it starts yeah. back up next year or the following year, get your tickets way ahead of time. It's always like the, what, the second week of October? Uh, first, I believe, actually. First, first week of October. Full week of October. It'll, it'll, they'll announce it on the internet, but look it up. Get your tickets way ahead of time yeah. because it, it will get expensive as far as flying and as far as, uh, as far as getting into the park. It's not ever, a, the yeah. prices really don't change much. They're pretty standard ticket prices, but flying, of course, yeah. and okay, hotels and accommodations yep. get ridiculous the closer you get to yep. the, and, and if you ever want, you know, recommendations for accommodations or anything like that, or want to meet up with us while you're in town for the Absolutely. week, Hit us we'd up. love to do it at Holy, or what is it? <laughs> Holy smokes at sjvnm.org is our email. But you know, so, so yeah, throw this into context, 800 hot air balloons from all over the world, uh, convene on Albuquerque, New Mexico for one week in October. Um, usually there's two events a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. You get all kinds of, of thousands of people. Uh, you, color and shape it's and insane you get to walk up to the balloons you yeah, know absolutely, yeah. which is different than other festivals mind you so other festivals you have to watch it kind of from like a, a perimeter a perimeter yeah uh, this is I think one of the only festivals still in the entire world where you can go walk up next to the pilot as they're launching yeah you can, you can basically touch you touch mm-hmm. the balloon you, can, you yeah. touch the basket I mean you know what I mean and then the, they they uh, throw down the fire and to, to inflate the balloon and you're right there and it's kind of cold in the morning and it warms up your face and yeah it's it's pretty it's, impressive. And, and they land intense. in your backyard. Absolutely. They That's land right. all over the city. I mean, 800 mm-hmm. balloons go up. They all have to come down somewhere. So mm-hmm. they're landing all over the neighborhoods and everything. And you can drive your car around carefully without running into other traffic. But you can kind of go around and watch the balloons and chase them or with your car. Yeah. And it's cool. It's it's truly, it's a once in a lifetime experience that people who live here in New Mexico get experience uh, once a year. So it's it's insanely special. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so back to the point, I'm, I'm basically dead inside that, uh, yeah. that it's canceled. This and, but and, you, and it's the year that the weather is perfect every perfect. single day, every day. Yeah. It hasn't rained once. It's not going to rain no, all week. Cause usually there's like rain. a day or two where it's the wind is too high yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. They cancel yeah. the balloon. They, we still have pumpkin spice. We do. We do. So that, that's helping me cope. Yeah. Uh, with this good. Uh, horrible black cloud of tornadoes. Will's a huge but, pumpkin spice um, fan. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm literally obsessed. Pumpkin if anybody, beer, if anybody, yeah, if anybody has coffee, access to pumpkin spice uh, pumpkin treats, cupcakes, send them to Holy Smokes. Well, and look, Will there's, will there's consume pumpkins them. right there on the table. But that's that pales in comparison to what I have in my little apartment. My little apartment that's about the size of your office. I have like 15 pumpkins. I oh my god! What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm compensating. I'm trying to. This is a. It's a coping mechanism for for this this just rot from having the balloon fiesta canceled. You're so. even growing pumpkins on your porch. I am, yeah. Yeah, I have a little garden. So yeah. I grew four little little pumpkins. Okay, I have a game. All right, Father Scott wasn't listening. Let's move on to the game. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, now this, I kind of, you know, I was inspired by the uh, McBee. The McBee Minute. Yeah. Right. And Holly Holmes' victory yes. this weekend. Oh, did she win? She's yeah. a fighter. Yeah, I know who. Yeah, she's a local but... fighter. She's very popular. Yeah. Will's, of course, a big fan because he's into this kind of thing. Yeah, a big picture of her. And in uh, our hometown hero. Hey. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, she's she, good. You she know, uh, she's good friends with the Felician nuns. Is she really? That's yeah. What she, I think you told me that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, are we ready? Number one, and this is kind of like a local thing, and it's, you know, not right or wrong. It's just your preference. A local podcast. Okay. okay. All right, so... These are tough. Okay, now local again, references and and if get you, to know your podcasters. Yeah. So, Bosque Brew or Marble? Marble. Bosque Brew. I can explain that. Which, wait a minute. Which one do I like more? Bosque. Can't remember what Bosque has. Oh, I mean, okay. I remember they. Yeah, Marble. Yeah. Mar- marble. They. My reason is because. They're kind of OG for this yep. for this area, and they're you know they're really what got the ball rolling. OG, what's OG? Uh, original, original gangster. Original gangster. Oh, that's what yeah. it literally means. So, um, <laughs> I but, more you know. But uh, <laughs> I what I like about them is their American stout. Oh yeah, they do have a killer stout there. Yeah. Um, lots of nostalgia at the original Marble location, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Tony said, they're. 
they've been around for like 15 years or whatever. So they got the brewery forever. game going in this town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's the reason they have they have a great space downtown close to where I live, um, and they have great beer too. Yeah. So. Oh, and and by the way, you people great in music. By yeah. the way, can I just yeah. say that? Yeah. And now you people up in Colorado who pride yourself on having the best home brews in the world. Guess again. Yeah, you got to come down okay. to try out ours. Yeah, and 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 you in Colorado, like in and Pueblo, who think you grow the best chili, wrong. give us a break. So wrong. So, so terribly wrong. wrong. Okay. <laughs> give us a break. Frankly. Yeah. We challenge uh, that notion. No. Joe Pasta or Mutuji? Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Words. That's an easy one for well, me. Careful who's listening to this podcast. I, I, I love Joe. I love, and I think he's great. And I, I think Joe. he does. I think he does a great version of new york italian yeah so it depends on your mood <clears throat> but it depends think, on your mood for me it's always been matucci's because in my opinion i'm always i'm looking for flavors that come directly from italy and and i know that matucci's imports a lot of their ingredients straight from italy so the the taste the flavors even the the combinations that they come up with because it's kind of a fusion menu um are all very it's like what i remember from italy now like i said for new york italian you gotta go, Joe's. That's right. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I, I I love one of my favorite things ever is is an infusion that Matucci's does, where it's on their bolognese, where they shred an orange peel into it. Mm. And there's cacao nibs in mm-hmm. it. Nice. And it's like who on earth would ever think of that? But it's the fan- Italians. Fantastic. But just but just that the Italians infusion, and Matucci's. Yeah, no, totally. You know, that that infusion is absolutely fantastic. Well, they take it's like they take this concept of Italian food and what happens in Italian kitchens, and then they kind of they go with it they roll with it you know yeah. and that's how they come up with stuff like you just mentioned yeah but joe's pa- uh pasta uh their uh, pork chops are the bomb yes yeah the bomb okay santa fe or taos I'm santa gonna, fe or taos yeah i'm gonna go with santa fe just because i spent more time there um all, my only reference really for for the most of my impact or you know like activity in either of those towns is the skiing and I'm torn there. I like to, I'll tell you what this, let me give you a skiing angle. Cause I'm a skier, but I, so, um, as far as towns go, Santa Fe has always been, I don't know. I just have more friends that live up there and stuff like that. But skiing wise, Santa Fe, of course, I work up there as an instructor, um, when I can. And that, and like, as far as the mountain goes, tons of skiing and, and it's, it's like, there's so much to explore. You never get to like to the entire mountain maybe ever i don't know you'd have to like really keep coming back a lot in order to get to the entire mountain um but then it's really great for families right there's a lot of like diversity in the um, skill level that can ski at santa fe um skiing in taos you have to kind of like be a little bit better of a skier to start Mm -hmm. with because that's world class it's yeah it's and that's so that's what i kind of thought was always kind of unique about taos was Mm -hmm. um it's a bigger mountain as far as taller and um i always love going up and then i hike up to the ridge and then there's some really great powdery uh sections off the crest that you can ski but and then it's in an international you know like you go and have a have a drink or something like go and have a nice cold beer in the middle of of your skiing session and you'd be hearing german and hearing italian and so it draws a lot of international folks and they've got a nice little what they call après ski mm-hmm. which is french for after ski so okay. nice little places to chill out now that's for uh, skiing but the city okay i'm going to say santa fe because the restaurants so many great restaurants yeah. in santa fe absolutely so many mm-hmm. yeah tell us a bit smaller town um a little more low key some people like the more natural low key though mm-hmm. so yeah. but it's beautiful both are yeah. beautiful yeah i mean I, I agree with that um taos i think has like a lot more family nostalgia because it's closer to like where my family's from yeah and, and like you know i was thinking which one's less weird i think they're both kind of weird but at least in taos it's not as as up front with some of that stuff, you know, the coolest. Santa Fe and Taos has gotten so new agey and stuff it's now, true. but, uh, yeah, Santa Fe's great, great breweries, uh, great restaurants. The, uh, the coolest thing I saw, speaking of weirdness, um, <laughs> what's the city different? Isn't that Santa Fe? Santa Fe yeah, right? Santa Fe. I was, I remember way back in the day, it's one of the things that kind of, one of the many experiences that engender, how do you say, that really just drew my heart to this weird place called New Mexico that I love. And it was being, uh, pulling up to a stop sign near the plaza in Santa Fe Uh and waiting for the crosswalk traffic to come across right from the sidewalks. 
and which you have to do very carefully because if you're up there driving, you're likely to hit someone <laughs> because people are constantly walking into the crosswalks without you even noticing it. Yep. And along came this dude walking his dog who was the dog was supporting a cat on his back nice. and nice. the cat was supporting a mouse nice. on its back. So there was a dog with a cat well, and a Mexico. mouse. That's so awesome. <laughs> and, dude, and they were all you trained. Know. They weren't harnessed to each other. They were just trained to sit there from what I could tell. And he was just walking them along. <laughs> and, 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 and Santa Fe and Sedona are like interchangeable <laughs> as far as like the people go. Yeah. Just yeah. strange new agey people. So great. Takes all types. Yeah. We okay. Find so that guy and interview him on the podcast. <laughs> seriously. Right. So, uh, Hamas mountains or Pecos wilderness. Pecos. Hamas mountains or Pecos wilderness. Yeah. Pecos is close to my heart just because I have a few more good memories from that. I, I love the, I love the Hamas though. Yeah, I mean, so like beautiful. I was just up there not too the long ago. You know, that was a 13,000 foot peak. Mm hmm. Which, by the way, I was up to Taryn and Mandy's house to bless it yeah. the other day. Uh-huh. Shout out! And you got a beautiful view of uh, Hamas, right from. Oh. So you see the you can see the Rockies. Well, you could, but there's this big hill, so you can't. But you see the the Hamas, and um, yeah, that's one of the three. You know, that's one of three super volcanoes in the world. Really, Hamas. Wow. Well, it, Yellowstone's another, and I don't know. The it other. blew up though, right? That's why. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's Caldera it's, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What does Caldera mean? But the ground. The, the crater, dead, dumb crater. crater. Yeah. Okay. But the, you know, the it's obviously that something's still gurgling because of the hot springs, right? Something. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. And, th- and that is a fun thing to note, which I've never been to, by the way, are the hot springs. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimenez hot springs are fun. To do that. Okay, really you ready? Cool. Uh, yeah. New Mexico sunrise or sunset? Sunset. sunset. Every yeah, time, every time. Absolutely. I, the sunrises do get beautiful, but um, and especially like, and there's some variations on them with all the smoke that's coming through the state these days kind of over it but it kind of makes these beautiful oh, orange sick. and red glows yeah but i'm sick of seeing and breathing but there's nothing My eyes like are burning you those know? clouds oh. that kind of creep in at the end of the day yeah. and then the sun's oh. setting and then it starts to flash off the oh. color i mean it's and then it just kind of shifts and molds color and shape over the course of like 20 minutes it's just and you see so much because it's big sky country mm-hmm. phenomenal better i said this maybe i said this on the podcast better sunsets here than in hawaii Mm. No, absolutely. I had for agree. sure. I mean, the only thing that so, people like in Hawaii is like, oh, there's a sun is setting over the ocean. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Cool. But I mean, like these are more beautiful. Mm. I think objectively. Okay, so El Santuario or Saint Francis in Rancho de Taos? Santuario. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe just because it's more epic. I don't really. I've only ever seen the outside of that church in Taos. El Rancho de Taos. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's beautiful inside. And it has a lot of history too. George O'Keefe painted the back. Go. Mm-hmm. Lots of yeah pictures of it. They have a uh, purportedly miraculous painting inside as well. Have you have you seen it? Is that the one mm-hmm. that the eyes follow you or some deal? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It's uh, it's uh, it, the, the painting is of Christ in the Sea of Galilee, but then apparently when you turn off when the, the lights, lights are off, it bioluminesces. So it has it looks glowing. It starts to glow, huh. and the picture changes. And Jesus is holding a cross. That's right. Yep, Jesus is holding a cross in the in the bioluminescence wow. painting. People have done studies and stuff and there's no kind of pigment or anything in there that's going to give it that quality. Wow. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, many yeah. times. I, I saw it too. It's 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 pretty amazing. I've seen it once in my life. It's kept in the in a back sack or so you have to ask to see it, but Wow. I'll have to check amazing. it out yeah. sometime. All right, that's You know what, what I think is uh kind of funny about El Santuario hmm. del Chimayo? What is that? You know, you think because it like they purport to have like holy dirt, right? That was discovered and then it has been used by some for, mm-hmm. you know, for healings and so mm-hmm. forth. And you, yeah. even at the sanctuario, there's crutches and things like that people have left behind. Oh, but I but know people that have had mir- miraculous oh. happenings. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. I just I think it's it's kind of funny in a lighthearted way that um you know you've got lords in france that it's all water (laughs) it's all about water and then you come to new mexico and and we have dirt (laughs) yeah Yeah. but you know because we've got a lot of dirt you know what i mean it's like it makes sense that you know if the lord's going to use a material substance out in new mexico it probably would be dirt yeah because there's no water there's no water (laughs) except in those streams that that uh will is fishing yeah Yeah. um when he's not working and he's antibacterials yeah but by the time it makes it down to us, it's all evaporated. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Yeah. yeah, no I'm kidding. Yeah, lots of man. I, you know, one of the cool things that I discovered about New Mexico when I first came out here as a Catholic is the the amount of 
well, just the fact that pilgrimage, the idea of pilgrimage is still a thing. And I had never really encountered a pilgrimage before coming here. Like, and, and people do this still, pun intended, religiously. Every uh, Good Friday, for instance, they, they make pilgrimages to places like El Santuario. And uh, they'll hike for miles and miles and miles on foot, right, as part of their pilgrimage. Like, that was a new thing for me as a Catholic coming from the Midwest. We didn't really do pilgrimages, you know? I always thought, that's really cool. That's an old world thing, man. Oh, absolutely. And people are still doing it to this day. And uh, when you drive up north, yeah, you can see people, uh, groups, just lines of people parading, you know, carrying crosses and images of Our Lady. Love it. Up the road, you know. It's beautiful. Love it. Yeah, and the other another thing was um, processions. Like that was, yeah. I remember going to some uh, things out in the East Mountains, um, east of Albuquerque. Some stuff, some like procession, Marian processions and mm-hmm. Eucharistic processions. Like we hadn't really done that whole lot of that back back in the Midwest where I came from. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that that Mexico Catholics. Um, you know, well, I hope were, the young generation doesn't screw it up and lose it. You know what I mean. Well, that's true about right. like a lot of traditions, let alone inside the church, right? Like unless you do them, and here's the thing: unless you do them, you know, you can't keep them unless you do them. Right? Mm-hmm. They gotta be. They gotta. You gotta do them. Yeah. There you go. Is okay. That, is that all? Is that all the questions you came up with? That's it. Well, I got two. You want two more? Mansfield, manic. I got. I got a couple. What more. was it? Manic Mansfield. Manic, yeah, no. Mansfield monotony. Yeah. What did you? <laughs> hey, excuse me. What? I got two more if you want to hear them. All right. What were they? Uh, well, one more ride up the tram or a balloon ride. Oh, great balloon question. Ride. Balloon ride, 100%. Yeah. But tram's kind of cool. I tram is amazing. Tram. tram is absolutely amazing. And we got to go up to the new restaurant up on top of the mountain. Yep. Yeah. Three. They just remade that. That's yeah. cool. And I hear it's incredible. It's all glass, right? So you can yeah. see the whole city. All the city and you stuff. You know, below. So below. Sweet. All right. So do we have any cigar review by any chance? Cigar review because I gave them up. I'm yeah. I'm not smoking until after the election. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, um, well, apparently I'm we thinking. Don't. I I can't. I don't know that I smoked, I smoked I anything a, new or different. I wow. smoked Alec Bradley, which was new. It was a gift from a friend, and I can't remember what which Alec Bradley it was because I threw away the uh, the wrapper. But uh, it, it was it was the other night. But anyway, it uh, it burned great. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Should have taken a note on the name. But yeah, burned really well. Great taste. Um, uh, yeah, I super enjoyed it. And, I, and I'm not a big Alec Bradley fan necessarily. I don't really buy a whole lot of Alec Bradleys. But um, this one was absolutely fantastic and uh, makes me want to delve deeper into the brand. I have. Um, I took up uh, Zach Gard on his recommendation of Santa Fe number two pipe Who, tobacco. Who, by the way, is moving. What? Did you know this? Sadness of sadness. Yeah, I he, didn't know in that. Fact, I was he, just pretending to be shocked. What is today? What is today? He's gone. He left this morning. Really? He what? moved back to Kansas. Missouri what? or Kansas. Zach Gard. Missouri. Kansas. Uh, no, yeah, Kansas. I think he. it's Kansas. Kansas City? Or Missouri. Those, I don't know. Those he two states be, are next to each other. He look, came, he, yeah, went, he had come from he Missouri. He went somewhere. I don't know where he, he came went. from Missouri with his family. If you but all back. I know is I'm very sad. And now he's going back to that area. I guess his job offered him a great... A great uh, you know, offer. So good for him. Yeah. God but bless Will him. could have got him a job over there at uh, Annie's, uh, Annie's. Sadie's uh, Sanit- Sadie's sanitation. San- sanitation. <laughs> no, that they're working in a whole nother field. Or where, whatever, not, yeah. whatever yeah, that, it is. That's, not a, the that's a water treatment plant. That's like, Sadie's sanitation. That's like comparing us to Hal's, Hal's hand sanitizer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in any case, he's gone. Well, sadness of sadness. A shout out to him and his family. All the best uh, as uh, they make their way. I didn't know that this is breaking know. for me right now. Yeah. Good dude. Well, anyway, so back to me. Let's talk more about me okay, for a second. Okay, let's do it. Yep. Um, the tobacco he had recommended, pipe tobacco, was Santa Fe number two, which you can purchase at Stag if you're local, Stag Tobacconist. And it is delicious, and it's got an incredible room note. Um, cherry vanilla, really strong, nice, pleasant smell, and a lot of fun smoking that lately. Awesome. There you go. And that's it. I that's dig it. it. It's all got. Okay, so uh, hey, a uh, shout out to, to uh, Spencer. Now, speaking of cigars, because he sent us, right, Scott Harris, uh-huh. he's in the Navy. He sent us those cigars that we those smoked great. Uh, a few weeks back. They were yeah. Davidoffs. Yeah, they were good. Amazing. So anyway, he texted just to say hi. and uh, oh, good. Shout know. out to him. Oh, awesome. Shout right. out to him and his service. Thank you for your yeah. service, yeah. sir. Okay. Yeah. Let's all of see. our uniformed men and women doing yeah. what they can to... Yeah. 
Yeah. And hey, listen, we want to continue to pray for our police officers who get a bad deal, man. They really we love. We love them. Yeah. We love our cops. Remember we that we do. love our cops and we support our cops. Law okay? enforcement. That's right. Law enforcement officers of Absolutely. all sorts. We uh, we definitely support you in your difficult. That's right. In this day and age. That's right. In our military. Well, I was talking to a friend of ours who is a law enforcement officer and we were we were kind of reflecting on. The fact mm-hmm. that if, you know, law is only really law unless it's enforceable. Yeah. You know, like otherwise it's just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. I'd know? have to think And if somebody that. would, in order, like humans being what they are, I mean, like we're fallen, right? Like we're redeemed, but fallen. And, um, you know, you have to enforce it for those who would not obey it. Right. Right. They would. I mean, otherwise, otherwise it's not really law. It seems. Well, you that's know? right. I mean. I get I what you're know. saying. On, on a natural I, I get, level. On I get, a natural level. I get level. what you're right. saying. That's true. So we definitely, I mean, it's not an easy task. You know, like nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to be, but who's the bad guy? If you're breaking the law, who's the bad guy? The, 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 the law, law enforcement officer who's no, the, enforcing the law, the law or the, the lawbreaker? Law the lawbreaker. Right. Come yeah. on. Right. The lawbreaker. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, you know, can't stand my parents because they make me do stuff. You know, or I didn't do my chores, so I got in trouble. It's like, well, you were the one who's run afoul of the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your parents didn't run afoul of the law. But, but nowadays, it. no, but nowadays it's the guy who busts the, the lawbreaker who is you know, seen as the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, and, but, you know, and I think this factors in, you know, I know we talked about this in the past, but like the bigger discussion of what is, what is justice, right? What is laws without it being enforced? That's not justice. Right. You know, is that, um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of these things too, they're not based in some arbitrary rule of man, generally speaking, right? It's like these things, you know, don't murder somebody. If you murder somebody, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to be held responsible for that. That these kinds of things are objective, empirical realities that it's always bad to kill someone. It's always bad to do these sorts, right? Um, to transgress against the natural law. And so that's right. kind of the, the source. And so if you cut that off and that's something that, that, you know, um, you cut it off from like the divine giver of law, but mm-hmm. what makes sense? Why, why even have laws if we don't have an ethic, mm-hmm. if we don't have a moral, if we don't, if we have a moral code, if mm-hmm. we don't have a divine inspiration to these laws and it's, then they just seem frivolous, right? Mm-hmm. The laws yeah. of man. So. Right. Good point. Yeah. Great point. Okay. So now speaking of law and then we'll wrap up with this little story. Okay. I got to tell okay. you this cause it's kind of cute. So, you know, we are told in scripture that we should never, uh, rejoice in the misfortunes of another person. Right. Right. True. So Jesus said, uh, rejoice with those who rejoice, be sad with those who are sad. We should never rejoice in a person's misfortune. Right. True. All right. So I go for walks outside. Okay. Every day, just in front of the church. The road that uh, is to the west of us, the speed limit is 30. So every day I see this Camaro. He comes down the street, or she, I don't know, going so fast that I, I, I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, but usually doing like 60 or 50, 60, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And if there's a car in front of the person, and it's a no-passing lane, and they'll just zip around the person, and oh, wow. off they go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on Monday, right, I'm, I'm outside. This is before mass. I'm just walking around. Mm-hmm. Here comes the Camaro flying down the street, and there's a car in front, and zoom around and punched it. Well, hiding behind our sign, three motorcycle cops. Nice. Oh, wow. And they Trifecta. nailed him. The trifecta. Now, again, I know we're not supposed to rejoice <laughs> in the misfortunes, of another, but I got to tell you, I rejoiced in that person's misfortune. My heart was filled with joy. Well, that's kind of justice. Though, well, right? I don't know if we should, I mean, I don't know if that term misfortune applies to people again, who are like breaking the law yeah. or doing something immoral. Yeah, but I was getting just, caught. Well, okay. I think you're missing the humor of this. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I yeah. think it's great. You, it they, was beautiful. The, the police it was a used beautiful your You're rejoicing in the justice. I am rejoicing. <laughs> they use your sign. Yeah. The, your sign. Your massive, well, no, your big I think sign. I was like, was finally, a big, they, the they sign. nabbed this dude. You should you should change the sign to help disguise him next time. Like, you know, like, I don't know, camouflage on it. I don't know. <laughs> Cops park here. But yeah, no, it was, yeah, yeah, it's a digital sign. So you'd yeah. be like, there are no cops behind this sign. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> go as fast as you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, road. yeah, yeah. I should change but when the when the cops are hiding behind it. I'll change speed limit sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. 
Oh, that's so, good. Is that it? So, so you don't, I thought you had a, a depressing story you were going to well, share no, with us. no, but we're already a minute or an hour, uh, not a minute, but an hour three, three minutes into the hour or uh, three minutes past the hour. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we, why we're having fun. Why would we uh, do something serious? We'll save it for next week. Sounds okay. good. That's, that's fair. You know? Let's do that. Should we give some shout outs? Because we, yeah. you ranted last week and I, you know. I did just, rant. I yeah. had some I had some new rants today, and I, I was depressed when I went home. Yeah, from all my ranting. <laughs> yeah, I missed out. Wasn't right. Wasn't I? Oh, I don't know what I, I forget well, what I. Oh, that I means ranting. you don't listen to our own podcast. No, well, I don't. I, I'm open about I that. I don't, I don't listen. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, listen I'm on your the own same. voice. You know, I'm on yeah. board with that. Uh, what are some shout outs we got to give? Um, did you guys already give the shout outs in the email and stuff? No, no, uh, no not at all. To from who? the wonderful Ted. Oh, we did. Oh, last we did. Week. Okay, okay. See, yeah. Listen. But read well, it another again. Another shout out to Ted. Another shout out to Ted. Fantastic no, do it again. review. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ted yeah, from Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. love Ted from Massachusetts. What is the deal? He turned the lights off. What's going yeah. on here? Why did you do that, Tony? Sorry. I just had to check and see who's out there. Is anyone out there? There's a couple. Okay. We got, a couple. <laughs> we got a couple sitting out there. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap it up so we can join them. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Holy Smokes Catholic. I am going to right now post a photo. So look for it on at Holy Smokes Catholic on Instagram. The fish. Uh, what? No, no, no. No, I want to post it of the. Um, I want to give uh, Scott Harris the shout out still. So oh, yeah. I want to post that uh, picture of the shout out to Scott Harris. Yeah. Um, now you have the picture of the fish you're going to post. Okay. Yeah, so I, I got a, sh- uh, when I went up to bless Taryn's house, okay, uh, this place is in, it's up in the mountains infested with rattlesnakes. So I got to tell you this real quick. So he, you know, because brand new carpet, yeah. Mandy will not let him bring his boots into the house. Uh-huh. So he takes his boots off and leaves them out front in front of the sliding glass door. So he comes the next morning, like, you know, right. to yeah. to go to work and they're wrapped, curled around his boots. So cool. Yep. A a diamondback. Thank God it was outside a his diamondback or or rattlesnakes. Well, a diamondback is a rattlesnake. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Super poisonous. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's Super poisonous. So cool. Yep. That dude is that dude is like Bear Grylls yeah. of Albuquerque. Don't tell him that. We'll have to break the break the door jam <laughs> to get his head out <laughs> if you tell him. Oh, seriously. It's a humble country boy there, Tony. What? He's always he's always got like game that he's you know hunted and now he's yeah. got now he's got a nice picture of a r- rattlesnake yeah. in his boots. But Taryn, yeah. Taryn's That's cool. the best. He really yeah. is the best. He's, he's the people. he's the living embodiment of um oh what's that dude from Toy Story? <laughs> I failed at failing the joke. Oh well, uh, yeah. Uh, no. I, I don't know <laughs> the guy from Toy Story. Woody. Woody. There you go, Woody. Yeah. I was thinking of Woodrow Wilson. What's <laughs> over? <laughs> Uh, hey, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, why can't I think of Woodrow Wilson? <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. All right. Oh, goodbye, everybody. everybody. What a disaster. No, just kidding. <laughs>